<laughs> Wait, did it start recording for you faster than it did for me? No, it didn't. Oh. <laughs> I was just looking down. That was a really startling start to the podcast. I apologize to everyone. I was like, what's going no on? No tap apology incoming. Oh my goodness. No, I was like, surely three seconds has passed and I wooed, but well, I, three seconds dead. Not a good I think it gives girl. us a five second countdown, but then I thought it, I don't know. It like slowed uh, down for me for a second and skipped four. So I was like, ah, it's all messed up. Okay. I ruined it, Carolyn. Anyway, no, Soiled you, didn't, it. you didn't ruin anything. Nobody's mad at you and you didn't ruin anything. That's that's the mantra, right? That we're always supposed to call me and tell me that once an hour, please. <laughs> oh yeah. my. All right. Well, welcome to fit literate everybody. I'm Carolyn. I'm Laura and we missed you and we're a little bit mentally dead from the Brittany Dawn episode. So we thought we'd get to some questions that have been brewing in our email inbox for a while. Yeah, we're kind of have a, a chat about the state of affairs on the internet and all the things we've been you know, yeah. talking to you about, but exactly. let's do it all together. 100%. Yeah. We're, we're going easy on ourselves a little bit this week, just because the last episode was very intense. Um, thank you for everybody Taxing who's in more ways listened. than one. Yeah. Oh, also just, um, before I forget little milestone for us, we are getting really, really <gasps> close it? to the 50,000 listens mark. Um, which is pretty what? cool. Yeah. We're like, a, f- a few hundred away at this point. So just thank you everyone who has listened to the podcast because 50,000 listens is pretty cool. I don't know. That's so cool. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. We can, we can do a little, I don't know, celebration post when it finally happens. But anyway, yeah, we <laughs> are, um, just doing a little rapid fire chit chatty answering your questions type of episode. So I thought we would start with a little palate cleanser just to kind of like ease ourselves into the chill, fun, less serious vibes this week and just talk about things, things that are trending for us. Like what are we loving? And I'm thinking we'll do a food thing we're loving, a fitness thing we're loving, and then just like a miscellaneous if there's anything else that we're just like, I want to talk about this. I want to recommend it. Yeah. Content. So content, content, content. (laughs) So Laura, what are you loving right now? What's trending for you? Okay. I'm going to try to go quick. My food trend is I'm into sandwiches again. Mm. I visited my grandparents and we had sandwiches, like turkey sandwiches with potato chips for lunch. And I was like, sandwiches, brilliant I've been saying this I've literally been saying this on the podcast I know I know well and I said breakfast sandwiches too but just I felt Carolyn I felt so much pressure to get creative with my sandwiches Mm. Um, I'm trying to to modulate the tone of my voice so everyone can tell that I'm joking but I think I just have been burned by like 18 years of eating a sandwich every day for lunch Mm. and was like no more sandwiches for lunch and I'm like actually a sandwich is a really easy and convenient and portable and cheap lunch. And usually the barrier to me eating lunch is like making something in the kitchen and not wanting to have dishes. And it is a paper the towel appropriate is meal the, is a huge one because something can be really easy to cook. But if you're also like dirtying up a cutting board and a frying pan and a couple of plates and bowls, it's like the cleanup is harder than the cooking itself. And that is just yeah, not going to happen. And I work from home. So like if there's dishes in the sink, then I'm not going to get anything done. It's a mess. So sandwiches have been, it's been like deus ex machina, but 
sandwich ex machina for me for the past couple of weeks. Do you, How about you? do you have like What's a fi- secret sandwich ingredient that like nope. takes it to the next level? You're just keeping it real basic, real simple. Like mayo. Ooh, I, I don't mean, know. Yeah. I'm a I'm a mustard girly, but I think you need mayo and mustard. Well, we can talk about mustard in a little put, bit. Like, oh God. I don't even want you gave me a tiny the tiniest of previews and I'm already scared. We'll see if we get um, to it. We might have to save that. For I the have Patreon. been a mustard girly for a long, long time. Me too. Like three to four types of mustard in my fridge at all times. It is my favorite condiment. And don't ruin it for me, Carolyn. No, don't it's ruin not it for ruining me. mustard. There's nothing wrong with mustard. It's just a very funny trend. But anyway, maybe later, maybe on the Patreon, we will see. Okay. But um, okay. my food item that has been trending for me well there's two one of them is peaches just because they've been in season and um little fun fact about me last year health anxiety was ruining my life and I thought I was allergic to or I didn't think I was but my brain was telling me that I might be allergic to all these Mm -hmm. foods that I knew for a fact that I wasn't and stone fruits Mm -hmm. was one of the foods on that list and so last summer I didn't eat any peaches or nectarines or plums or cherries um because I was scared which is it's it's very weird it's kind of hard to explain but feeling better now we can talk about that later (laughs) off pod feeling better now mentally and peaches are back in my life yes and then also Costco bagels are so much better than any other grocery store bagel I've ever had but you wouldn't like them because they have caraway seeds on the everything bagel-ness of it all and I remember you saying that you don't like caraway seeds so I hate caraway seeds (laughs) but Um, I mean they have other types of bagels absolutely (laughs) not I would take one bite and I would sue Costco. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not it's not that serious. I would probably um eat the whole thing and then apologize. But no, I don't like caraway seeds. I would apologize rather apologize for them. making a face like you weren't enjoying yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'd email Costco and be like, I was rude in the privacy of my own home. I I'm, I'm taking I'm accountability. I'm not liking your bagels. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah. what's your okay. fitness thing you've been loving? Um, I found out my gym has a sauna. Oh, that I, I think might've been broken when I started and I just Mm. like was blocking it out mentally, but I've been enjoying a very, very short training session lately. I've actually been really consistent in going to the gym. I'm noticing really good strength and hypertrophy gains for the first time in a while. Fine. Um, And my workouts are like shorter than ever. And I've been taking my little book and sitting in the sauna for like 10 minutes. Sometimes if it aligns with my hair washing schedule Um, and learning a little bit more about like the benefits of sauna exposure, just like, you know, the kind of deep woo woo stuff that I've been turned off from for a while but I'm like let's play with this and see how it feels yeah and it's just a nice little division between my workout and the rest of my day and the best part is that you when you step out of the sauna you feel very very cold Mm. and that is really nice because it's been swamp ass in New York for the past couple months yeah yeah it's really hot here too and um my my gym just is a sauna because it's my garage so mm-hmm. it's just really hot in there right now. And so my, <laughs> I guess my fitness trend is just like, just really leaning into being sweaty. And this is during workouts and also mm. not like I, 
I feel like this weekend I had a turning point with the heat where for the past like three to four weeks, I've been kind of struggling. Like it's been hard (laughs) training, training my morning clients in there. That's the only time of day I train in person right now because it just gets too hot in the afternoon. But it's been like tough. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I hate this. Like it's like a mental, it's a mental toughness challenge to get through a session. My clients don't care. They're all like, (laughs) they all grew up in Florida. And so the heat doesn't bother them. I still, you know, have my Massachusetts blood in me a little bit, (laughs) but something happened this weekend, maybe even just like yesterday where I spent a Mm -hmm. lot of time outside, um, at this like pop-up market, like social time with friends, like walking in, this one neighborhood nice. going to a couple different like vintage shops and stuff and just like I'm just gonna be sticky sweaty I'm just gonna be damp and I'm gonna be hot mm. and I'm gonna drink water and electrolytes and it's gonna be fine and you know what it was fine and this morning I trained in the garage and then I did my own training session in the garage which I've been avoiding because it's just been too hot for me and it went fine today and it's like just as hot as it has been so leaning into the heat leaning into the sweat and just like really constantly drinking water and not sponsored, but would take the sponsorship, having a liquid IV every single day. It uh, the, is the only thing keeping me from passing Gotta out. Gotta love liquid <laughs> IV. Yeah. It sounds like you've acclimated a little bit. Yeah, I think so. And I'm very and- happy about that because that did not happen last summer and mm. it was not a good time. So very, very You also made a great post on your Instagram about different strategies for adjusting your training around heat or just general sort of summer woes. So if y'all haven't seen that, check that out too, because I think we're all struggling a little with just summer is a gross time. It's disgusting. And just like, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be a sweaty, gross, like stinky girl <laughs> right now. And that's okay. Um, but I yeah, I'm I did just make a that stinky post. little piggy girl. Oh, well, like- <laughs> oh, well. Um, but like, I've been keeping like little Gatorades around for my clients and like making Aww. sure we come inside every like 10 to 15 minutes for a little air conditioning break, you know, just little little <laughs> things to make them more comfortable and make me more comfortable. So, yeah, yeah, it's the AC is not going off at this time. The oh. AC stays on. Yeah, I mean that's true for me most of the year here, but it sure. is what it is. All right, and then is there anything like non health or fitness related that you're just like I'm really about this right now, and I want to scream it from the mountaintops or gently whisper um, it into the ears of our listeners. Um, <laughs> um, I, unfortunately I've been in my reality TV phase, Oh, which is only probably going to get worse. What shows are you watching um, but right now? All of them. <laughs> Monday nights is claim to fame. Wednesday nights is temptation Island. Thursday nights is, and just like that, which might as well be reality TV for the amount of brain cells it's killing off. Friday night is Drag Race. Big Brother starts August 2nd, which means it's going to go until New Year's. Oh, boy. And then Survivor starts again, and the episodes are going to be 90 minutes long. And of course, every single one of those shows requires that I listen to about two and a half hours of podcast coverage afterwards. So this is like a part-time job for me. Truly. Wow. (laughs) 
I'm honestly impressed. Like, I mean, I feel like if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that like Laura's the reality TV show watcher and I just am so removed from that world. I don't, it's, I don't, I just haven't stepped foot in there, but, um, it's, it's really incredible. Like I'm always impressed by like the dedication and the amount, uh, like how you're able to like keep track of it all, honestly, because it's a <laughs> lot of different like characters, like, and like people to like, remember their names and like who they are and which show they're on and like what the storyline is. Yes. Correct. Correct. It feels like sports and it's, yeah. I mean, it's the same reason I got into Taylor Swift where it's like you spend the first 22 years of your life being like, this is frivolous and misogynistic and demeaning. And I don't like silly things. I only like things that are capital G good and intellectual. And then it's like, oh, or I could have something to talk about with people that I meet. Something at to a relate party, to, you know? Yeah. Thoughts yeah, on Speak Now like Taylor's just, version? Um, you know, I'm not a I'm there oh, what can I what can I say? <laughs> the Swifty Skirmay, you know that. Um Speak Now has never really been one of my favorites. I was much more of a fearless girly mm-hmm. growing up in its time. And I'm not one of the like Speak Now defenders, but some of the songs I really like feel like I heard anew mm-hmm. and I don't like any of the vault tracks. So I wasn't as you excited like about any of them. It. Oh, eh, they're fine. And I will also like, I'm certain I will change my mind. I didn't like the album lover when it came out and now I listen to it semi regularly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things take time to grow, but, uh, the other two, like Taylor's version releases, I was like, wow, I've, got so much new stuff that I love. And this one, I'm like, yeah, it's good. I'm happy she owns it. And that feels like the more important part. Other than that, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to rehab my brain for, from pickling in the Taylor Swift juice as it was for the past six months. I'm like, I know I like other artists. (laughs) I've been just on like a steady drip of Doja Cat and Meg Thee Stallion and Mitski and Joni Mitchell. So we're, we're, we're phasing it out, you know? Yeah. But yeah. of course I listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I listen to it too. I'm famously not a Swifty, but not a hater. Just did literally just didn't listen to her music until 1989 came out. And even that was like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, I, the, many of her albums I've never listened to in full. And that included speak now literally until yesterday when I was like, Oh, I'll listen to this. <laughs> and so I heard like eight Taylor Swift songs I had never heard before because you know, there I had just go. only ever heard the ones that played on the radio from that album. Um, but it's, yeah, it's nice. Likewise. It's very cute. It definitely like took me back to feeling like a teenager. Cause she, I, I think she, I saw that she wrote that one when she was like between like 18 and 20 years old and it's like, you can really hear it and feel it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that is what it feels Absolutely. like. And some of the songs that like fall flat for me on the original speak now, because she's writing it as if she were a 30 year old woman with life experiences. Now she has like, that life revived. Yeah. Yes. And then some of them that are like, so juvenile. I mean, I don't want to be like, they're so raw, but like, There is something that's so special about things that are made by teenage girls for teenage girls. Like that is, that is really pure unbridled, like emotion and fantasy and all of that. And I do think that 
you lose a little bit of that, especially with like her voice is so much stronger and more resilient now. There are certain things that fall a little flat now. So it's yeah, interesting to I have mean, both. When a 30 something year old woman is singing about like seeing her crush in the halls leaning against a locker, like that's not going <laughs> to hit the same way as when an 18 year old You're sings like, about that. Get away from the children, get yeah. a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, yeah, do you work you. at the school and this is another teacher? Like, what's the situation? Uh, <laughs> Say more things before I decide how I feel about yeah, this. Yeah, I definitely yeah. had a couple of like yeah. chuckling to myself moments for those lines that like, e- even though like the track itself, like mastered beautifully, she sounds amazing. It's like a good pop song. But then it's like, ooh, that sounds really corny coming from like you now singing <laughs> it. But it almost kind of adds to the charm of the whole like the whole experience of her you know re-recording the tracks and everything I think it's just it's fun and cute and even though I'm not like a super fan I'm happy to be along for the ride and um up to date on what's going on at least (laughs) it's fast I mean it's a whole it's a whole metaverse like yes it's something it's crazy um Lest we turn this into a Taylor Swift podcast, do you want to tell me about your current content obsession? And then let's actually answer some questions here. Yeah. Um, so I've been like for the past few months, I've been like reading a lot of fiction, like trying to get myself back into reading. Ooh. And recent but recently though, my brain like did a little switch and I still am reading some fiction books, but just like more slowly because I also am like getting back into reading like nonfiction, like related to my work kind of books. Cause I've had like, Mm -hmm. there's been a handful of books that have come out recently, um, from like authors or like content creators where this is their first book kind of things that are, um, that came out recently. And I've just been, enjoying reading them. So I'm reading Aubrey Gordon's new book now. Like I kind of opened it and read the first two chapters months ago. And now I'm actually sitting Mm -hmm. down to read the whole thing. I've got the, um, fitness industrial complex, um, book. Oh no, it was, I have it right here. I'm trying to read this fine sideways. Uh, deconstructing the fitness industrial complex. It's deconstructing the fitness industrial complex edited by justice Williams, who I was thinking of, of, um, fitness for all bodies, another Massachusetts trainer. Yes. Boston people. I love it. And, uh, yeah, there, I mean, there are like countless incredible people who contributed to this book. So many of the people who, whose work I've followed on the internet for years and who I've learned from via their like, patreons or instagrams or newsletters or whatever that like so many of them are the people who have contributed writing to this book and so i'm just really excited to read it um and then also a book called fit nation which is i forget the name of the author but it's a um it's basically just a book about the history of the fitness industry, which, you know, is like one of my favorite things to research about for our episodes. I love doing the yeah. history component. So I'm really excited to read that. And I don't know, maybe maybe we do like a summer reading club on the Patreon or something. And I can like when I finish a book, I can make an episode and talk about it. Who knows? Like, we'll see. But uh, it's been fun to read about like my areas of interest again and be like enjoying that and not feel like it's a chore. So yay. Yeah. We've been talking about doing a book club for a while. I think that's something we should 
Maybe in the Get fall move on. for like back to school. It could be like a Maybe syllabus. Maybe in the fall. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. As we, I'm push I'm it off till later. Some things out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a tomorrow, Laura problem. No, I'm. You know, we're figuring out how to take things on. It's been, whew, it's been a couple months, but we're gonna figure it out. Yes. Um, yes. All right. Should we get into some of these questions? Most of them aren't very oh, deep, so it. we can probably get through no. a few of them. We can move fast. We make always it, say that, though. Make it light. I know. But we'll we'll find a way. Permission, permission to scream. Permission to nag. We'll we'll find a way to ramble on and on oh. and make it so much more than we mean for it to be when the question is read. I'm gonna. You know, I've got a little timer here. Why don't I set us like a little one minute? Oh timer my god! When we start talking. Okay, I'll trust you to eh? do that. We'll see. Okay. Um, I think it's because every other thing we do, like I really have to make a concerted effort to count reps accurately and to not gaslight people about what 30 seconds is. Yeah. So I think when we get on here, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, a lot. I don't have to be the master of time. Okay. One thing people don't understand about working in fitness, especially when you're like teaching classes, a huge portion of your job is just timekeeping. It's like, yeah, just looking at the clock, knowing how many minutes have gone by. Like even when I was teaching karate classes when I was a teenager, I feel like I developed this just like intrinsic understanding of like knowing when a 15 minute chunk of time has passed because all the classes <laughs> I taught were either like 45 or 60 minutes and they were like broken up into 15 mm. minute chunks of like, okay, we're doing like this type of activity now, this type of activity next. And it got so ingrained. I like barely even needed to look at a clock anymore. But yeah, when you, when you're training people or teaching fitness, it's a lot of just counting and, and watching yeah. the clock. I did a like circuit intervals class when I started teaching fitness. So I feel mm -hmm. like I've got 30 seconds down pat. Like if you locked me alone in a room, I could count to 30 seconds reliably over and over and over. My problem is that I usually do like, okay, 15 seconds, we're halfway through and then like 10, five and then done. Yeah. But sometimes I get so chatty that I don't catch it until it's like 22 seconds. And I'm like, well, now the whole thing's uh, messed up. Seven, six, five, four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Let's start with a let's start with a softball. Let's start with a fun one. I'm ready. Lob it to me. We were asked for unconventional but fun workout ideas. Ooh. Okay. So give me like two or three. This is actually something that I was thinking about the other day because I woke up randomly. Speaking of martial arts, um, I haven't trained formally in martial arts in over a decade, 11 years. Mm -hmm. um, but I woke up like a few days ago being like, I miss doing that type of movement. And so I just started doing like a lot of the same like drills. It's more like kickboxing kind of stuff, you know, just doing like punching, kicking, like practicing the little, the little skills and the techniques that I remember. Um, but Sounds fun to me. It, it just got me thinking like so many people had like a type of game or activity that they really enjoyed when they were a child or a teenager that they haven't engaged with in years. And if you're kind of needing to freshen up your like workout routine with something that just feels fun and playful, like what did you like doing when you were a kid? And like, can you find a way to like bring that back? Like, can you get a hula hoop or do some hopscotch or like find some <gasps> friends to play tag with you? Like, I don't know. Like 
go find a playground in the evening after all the kids have left and like climb around on a jungle gym. Like that's how I got back into ballet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's I'm my also suggestion. thinking of my best friend's husband, uh, was on a rugby team plays mm. plays rugby and we like went to the park and he taught us all like how to throw a rugby ball that's so which fun. I'm not good at but we did that for like an hour and it was such a good time yeah um the other thing I'm thinking about is video games ah I know this this definitely isn't like a good like accessible movement option but uh we have an oculus like a VR headset my mom has and there's a one game- no way. Yes. And she loves her like workout is it games Beat on Saber? there. Yes. <laughs> Julia, Beat Saber shout is out. so fun. <laughs> Hi, Julia. Sorry I said the F word again. <laughs> like you're squatting, you're jumping. And it's the kind of thing where since you have a goal, you're not going to notice as much that you're like intentionally moving your body, but it's still the kind of thing that you can set aside time for and have like a more structured practice, I guess you could call yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. And this relates to the whole like childhood games thing too, because probably the time in my life when I did the most consistent cardio was in middle school when we got a like home D like home DDR mats, like dance, dance revolution. (gasps) And it like, we got like a, I think it was when we had like a PlayStation two. And so they were these, we got like pretty nice ones. They had like thick, like firm foam on the inside, which was awesome because they didn't like slip around or like fold and crinkle up. Like some of the, the other Mm. like at home mats, they're like a little sturdier, not quite like the metal setups that they have in like arcades and whatever, but they held up and they took a beating because we played the shit out of that DDR game. <laughs> and like, I probably have like all of the songs from that game memorized. Like I, I know that temperature by Sean Paul was one of my favorite ones. To do. We used to play just dance in college and anytime yes. can't get you out of my head by Kylie Minogue comes on in the club. Oh like, my God. I know what I'm doing. I know where my arms are going, you know? Well, and the Rasputin dance made a comeback a couple years ago on TikTok. <laughs> and now that song, right, like a remix right. of that song is like everywhere. Um, it's on my party playlist. But, yeah. Oh yeah. Fun. Dance is a great one. Also like don't, What I'm going to say is that like you can edit things you have to do in the day to involve more movement if more Mm. movement is a goal of yours. For example, like today I have run out of time to go to the gym. It's just not going to happen. The only time I could get there is like rush hour at my gym and I Mm. don't want to do that. I'm electing to clean my apartment instead this evening. So I'm going to lean into that being an athletic endeavor and I'm going to flip the couch cushions and I'm going to walk back and forth across my apartment 15 times. Um, Don't underestimate the sources of movement that are already in your life. You know, make make your walk a little longer, whatever. The reason I would caution giving that advice is that that can get, that can edge into like your (laughs) Apple watch. This chatty broad says stand up that can edge into like getting competitive with steps. And if you have ever dealt with any kind of like over exercising tendencies back away from that one. But if you maybe are looking to incorporate some movement in your life and the level of movement is currently, currently none, please don't underestimate 
walking your dog, going to the mall, yeah. walking and calling a friend on the phone, pacing around your apartment, standing up and sitting down a couple times. Like that is the kind of stuff that can fit into a busy life more easily than say taking an hour to go to the gym. But you yeah, know, I love tread that. with caution. Not everything has to be an opportunity to like fit in more movement. No, no, that's yeah. Not like a, you have to do that. But if you're like, man, it's really hard for me to fit movement into my schedule. Like I barely get to the gym these days cause I'm so busy. It's like get creative with like what in, what is it you're already doing in your day-to-day life that involves moving? And like, can you make that movement a little bit more intentional because you're literally already doing it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah, great way to I phrase love it. that. Great tips. Hey. All right. Let's move on. All right. Um, advice on taking rest days. Um, which I'm assuming like, you know, these are questions from Instagram. So not a lot of space for nuance in the little box, but let's talk about sort of thing, like a very practical take on things you can do on your rest days or how you might structure your rest days. And then let's also touch on the mental tricks of taking rest days. Maybe yeah, when you're, which I have a feeling that's, that's like more where this question is kind of coming totally. from. It's like, uh, if I were to guess, just because I've had a lot of people like talk to me about this specifically, it's like dealing with the, the guilt, uh, or shame or resistance to taking rest days. Absolutely. Um, and so, I mean, do you want to do a 30 second primer on why we need to take rest days? Can you do it? Well, I mean, yeah, you need to take them. Your body needs rest. Like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm just thinking for the people who listen, but, you know, don't chat with us no, as much. No, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. In order for your body to heal and recover and get stronger from the workouts you're doing, you need to give it the opportunity to do so. So that means you can't be going balls to the wall, working out at 100% every single day. Even professional athletes take rest days take seasons where they are doing less um like the expectation that your body can and should do so much every single day is just unrealistic and not grounded in what like anatomy and physiology actually requires Um, so that's why you need it but in order to kind of like deprogram your brain unfortunately i think it's one of those things that does require a little bit of discipline in a way where it's like understanding that like you're going to have some unpleasant emotions and feelings that you have to work through while you're getting used to doing something that you're not used to doing. And so if you have like this ingrained notion in your mind from years and years of diet culture influence that like I must work out every day, otherwise I'm a piece of shit and like I don't deserve love. Well, the only way you're going to get over that is if you practice not working out every day and proving to your brain that you are still a person who deserves love and isn't a piece of shit. So it's kind of like you need to do a little bit of like exposure therapy almost and like just take a day off and give yourself grace with it. Understand that like you're probably going to have negative self-talk pop up if that's something that it, like if that's something that you deal with expect it to happen and like have a contingency plan for how you're going to take care of yourself through that, whether that's scheduling a therapy session, scheduling, um, you know, 
quality time with someone who you love and trust, like filling your schedule that day instead of a workout with other things that you like to do that make you happy so that you can be a little bit distracted so that you can be emotionally supported. And over time, it'll become easier to take rest days without those feelings of guilt and shame because you have the practice of going, oh, I didn't die. The world didn't explode. My loved ones didn't leave me. I didn't, you know, like the bad things that I'm afraid of happening didn't happen. And you'll probably also start to see the benefits of taking more rest. My body hurts less. I'm recovering better from my workouts. On the days where I do work out, I feel stronger and more energetic. I'm sleeping better. Like, um, whatever it is that makes you think you need more rest, you'll start to see those benefits and it'll get easier. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, just do it and be nice to yourself. I don't know. <laughs> don't you wish it was that easy? I've got, I've got I know. three <laughs> practical tips that you can maybe take and run with today. I'm going to put them in levels in terms of like how difficult it is for you to get your brain to shut up about it. So level one is replacing a moderate to intense training session with some sort of light, non-taxing activity. Yes. We've yes. talked about time and time again that uh, exercise discipline does not correlate to intensity. So like mm -hmm. you there is a difference between yin yoga and an ashtanga flow. So if I'm saying like yoga, no, <laughs> please understand that, that there's more nuance here, but like do some light stretching, go for a walk, move your body in a way that is not part of a structured training plan. That's not controlled applied stress for adaptation. So especially like if you are moving your body for mental health benefits, getting in some of that movement every day, if you know, that that is a good thing for you, just take the intensity way, way down. You can experience yeah. even like recovery benefits from moving your body a little bit. So that would be, I would think level one, if you can't take a day to like fully rest. Uh, level two slash it's an equal level slash I'm going to abandon this leveling system. If, if you are in a different mindset where you are the type of person who has a very, um, all or nothing consistency model. And you know that if I take a day off of the gym, what happens the next day? How do I get back to the gym the next mm. day? You can still go to the gym, go to the gym, sit on the floor, do some stretches, chill out on yeah. their couch and use their Wi-Fi and their air conditioning. Keep that habit of getting in your car or walking there, showing up, staying for the time and then go home. If you know that the thing that's holding you back from taking that rest is just if I break this pattern that you need to keep the routine. Yeah, I think that can be really powerful yeah. for some people. Couldn't be me. I would never do that. I need oh, like, no. let me be at home. <laughs> but for that's you not know, how my brain works either. <laughs> if you are struggling with, well, if I don't go right after work or if I don't go before work, then I'm breaking my routine and I'll never get back into your routine. Just change up what you're doing in the routine, but don't replace everything at once. You don't have to overhaul everything and be like, oh, I feel stir crazy and I don't know what to do. Blah. Like mm -hmm. take it, take it one tiny fast at a time. And then the third version is maybe you really value your workout time for just some like peace and quiet in your day, some protected alone time, some time alone with your playlists. Um, maybe you take that 
hour in your schedule, which I do recommend scheduling your rest days. If you are scheduling your workouts, put your rest days also in whatever calendar you use and Mm -hmm. give them equal importance. Keep that, you know, not to sound too like atomic habits, rich dad, poor dad about it, but like keep that meeting with yourself, protect that time. You still deserve to protect that time because you are doing a good thing for your body by resting, just like you are trying to do a good thing for your body by working out. So maybe you use that 15 minutes, half hour, one hour to do something fun that you don't normally get to do or like get back on your Duolingo streak or sort like your camera roll, like something that benefits you in some other way use that protected time to your advantage. And then maybe you do start to like enjoy those rest days a little more. But I think sometimes we're afraid of enjoying rest days because we're afraid we will like, like them better than movement. Yeah. And you, you can have both, you can do all kinds of things and Mm -hmm. a rest day doesn't mean you need to, you know, Dracula on the couch and not go outside or not like, make your muscles move and exercise it's not hermit mode yeah it's again i think the struggle with rest days comes from at least for me and my personal experience and my experience with my clients the all or nothing thinking and the idea that our workouts need to be punishing and then if we remove Mm -hmm. that punishment oh no we're gonna go absolutely feral and what if your workouts were like a little bit kinder to you and then what if your rest days supported that yes uh Really good tips, Laura. That was way better than what I had to say. (laughs) I loved what you had to say. We don't do an aggressive compassion. Just be nice to yourself and rest. God damn it. When we have our little like podcasty strategy meetings, we're always like, we need to give more actionable tips. We need to give more practical advice. And then we just end up screaming into the mic and being like, read fearing the black body so i'm happy that we actually gave some good advice today yeah no that beautiful really holding ourselves accountable to what we want to deliver accountability buddy to the listening audience and if you are struggling with that stuff in a way that we didn't touch on obviously like we're not qualified to advise you on all situations, please contact like your care team if you're dealing with something super personal. But like if your issue with rest days is something that we didn't touch on because it's something we haven't encountered yet, like I would love to hear about it. That only makes us obviously we want to help you, but that also like encountering different perspectives makes me a better coach. So I'm selfishly very grateful for that when people throw a problem at me that I haven't encountered yet. So yeah, we'd love to hear about it. We may or may not give a detailed answer. Correct. But either way, we would love to hear about it. Um, okay, let's move on to the next one. All right. Favorite other fitness podcasts or influencers who deserve more recognition? Speaking of rest days. The rest days that podcast. That was a perfect transition. The rest days podcast. I love it. If you do not, if you are not currently listening to the rest days podcast, it is Lauren Lavelle Fitness, who I adore with my whole heart. And also Vitamin Ray, mm-hmm. Maria, who is an amazing dietitian and amazing athlete herself. Um, oh, and Lauren, I just assume everyone like knows who Lauren is. This is always my, who Lauren is. <laughs> um, Lauren is a bar instructor, certified personal trainer, awesome internet person. And I, I feel like, you know, Lauren and Maria get a fair bit of hype, but like always, always recommend going and hanging out with them. Yes. And the podcast is so fun and funny and they do do very like 
practical fitness stuff. They're a little bit less tinfoil hat than us, I think, but the vibes are good. And I know if you like this podcast, you will love listening to them. So definitely check them out. 100%. And a crossover is imminent. We haven't made any plans, but I I know we've been you got four people who are bad at emails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we want to have more guests on and they are like at the top of our list of like people we want to get on just because it'll be just such a it'll just be a party. It'll be a podcast party. And I can't wait for the day. Also, Lauren's uh, husband, Scott, is an amazing artist who did the screen printing for your shirts, right? Correct. We did a merch collab. You did a merch collab. And also, if you ever saw any TikToks or reels that used that like cap cut template of um, Tim Robinson going, are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? That's why um, from I think you should leave. He's the one who made that and Correct. like made that trend happen, um, which I just think is very cool. Shout and out I'm like, Scott, just so, underrated fitness influencer. celebrities in my world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love them both. <laughs> yeah. They're the best people ever. Um, do you want to do like, do you have any other fitness podcasts that you listen to? Um, None I'm gonna I'm I gonna like... give you ten seconds to think, and then I'm gonna rapid fire my list. But with the with the greatest tough love in the world, I need everyone to hear and internalize this message. Stop recommending maintenance phase to us. <laughs> we love we maintenance, know phase. About maintenance phase. We talk we about it all the phase. time. We cite it on the podcast. If I get one more DM that's like, "Have you heard of this podcast maintenance phase?" I'm gonna throw my phone. Yes. And I love you guys so much, and I mean that with all the love in my heart. But if you are not listening to maintenance phase, this is your call to action. This is your time to shine. You better jump like you mm-hmm. mean it free your mind. But yes, we listen to maintenance phase. <laughs> and also, yes, we did listen to their Brittany Dawn episode as well. It released the day after we recorded our episode. And we were like, oh, God. <laughs> um, and also, uh, they just released a Pilates episode. So we've been on like the same brainwave lately. I but. know, I know. Um, okay, so the other one that I would recommend, especially if you're looking for like less of the kind of like heady conceptual conversations that we tend to get into about like the fitness industry and like social media and like body image and diet culture, like that, that's typically what we tend to focus on. If you're looking for more like practical in the gym, like workout tips. Um, the podcast reasonably fit with Jason and Lauren pack is wonderful. Their, uh, TikTok and Instagram is also wonderful. They're just like incredible speakers and educators. They seem like just lovely people in general. And I think they just give really sound, um, easy to implement, uh, fitness advice for like making your workouts more, um, like targeted for what you want them to be and appropriate for your body and like making exercises like feel like you're doing them correctly. Like they give really good form tips. So highly recommend them. I also want to shout out the disabled girls who lift podcast. The three of them are awesome. They have, I just checked, they have 72 episodes and they're on a lot of subjects that Carol and I get questions about that we're not necessarily trained or experienced in answering um obviously Mm -hmm. like experience with disability is such a 
personal thing, um, but they're just fun to listen to. And I think that you guys would like that too, because I love the creators, Mary Beth and Chloe and Dr. Marsha, uh, who's one of my favorite people to follow on TikTok. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, we're also talking about this. I, oh, and uh, Tally Rye has a great podcast too, the Train Happy podcast. Oh, of and course. And she's awesome yes, guest. love Tally. Again, I assume people know about these if they found us. Yeah. And her like series that she's doing within her podcast um, about like, like the crossover or like the intersection of like fitness and wedding culture is mm-hmm. so good. And if you are someone who is getting married soon and you are kind of feeling the pressure to like diet or lose weight or whatever for your and you just wedding, want some moral support. Like, She's running. I think it's yeah. a separate account on Instagram too. the anti-diet bride. Am I making that up? Yes. I think it's a separate Instagram account, but she like posts the podcast episodes like under her same podcast yes. feed. And those are just so good. And that's another topic that I really like want us to do an episode about in the future because I feel like there's so much there, especially, you know, as to women in their late 20s. Um, we are definitely a part of the cohort of people who is getting married the most right now. And um, I, there's just a, a lot of juicy stuff there to talk about. So um, until we do, go listen to Tally talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I also think there is um, – I'm going to share some other podcasts that I like that are fitness-centric with the caveat that if you have a more sensitive stomach for talking about – like body composition changes. If you're not interested in that, if you're not interested in listening to people who are not necessarily on the weight neutral spectrum somewhere who haven't really deconstructed ideas about bodies and health, like these probably aren't for you. But if you are into nerdy shit, like we are, if you have a science Mm. brain and you're interested in the more science side, like I I try as much as I can, like I'll read research, but I know that that's not a skill set that I have. So I often need people to explain it back to me. Um, so I kind of try to go to like the doctors who are involved in fitness to get like to stay fresh on advancements that are being made in the field and how those are actually applicable rather than just reading like PubMed. Cause I'm not, I'm not awesome yeah. at that. I try, I'm trying, I'm getting better, but um, all these caveats to say, you know, gentle trigger warning, discussion of weight, discussion of calories, discussion, that kind of stuff. But the people that I tend to trust and go to for, hmm, what do they think about this nitpicky subject are, I do love the Huberman Lab podcast. Um, mm. I love the Fit Body Happy Joints podcast with Dr. Shannon. Mm. And I like the Messy Middle podcast uh, with Dr. Alyssa Olenek for a very, like, quick quick bite of uh hot topics so if you're yeah, interested in that like stuff research focus yeah like, more, like sci- science research focus yeah if you are maybe a more advanced lifter and you're looking for specific advice on things if you are again like a science brain person like I have a lot of doctors in my membership and I'm like, why am I giving you advice? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know shit about shit, but (laughs) that's not true. You know, but if you are cool with having like a clinician explain things to you, then those are some podcasts that I gain a lot of, um, I get a lot of value from, and those are more free resources to go to just again, if you are listening to us because you are more of the fuck diet culture crowd, those are not 
maybe places that you will feel fully aligned with, but it's good science. It's good stuff to, to hear. So yeah, 100%. Yeah. Very cool. I love it. All right. Do we want to finish up with one more? Yeah, let's do a, let's do a little rapid fire. Cause I also want to take a pulse of the people who are listening. So we've gotten okay. some cool episode requests lately and Carolyn, I wanted to hit you with a, do you have an uneducated snap judgment opinion on these things? And for you, dear listeners, which, which of these things would you like us to dive into? Do you have thoughts? Do you have experiences? Mm. Shall we do some reconnaissance work, et cetera? Um, and if you have thoughts, email them to us. Cause we really do want to know. So if like any of these are like, Ooh, yes, please do a deep dive in episode into that. Like email us and let us know that you want that. And if you have like a personal experience or a story related to it, we would love to know that too. Um, cause we always like to include those things and like read them when we get them. Um, so yeah, don't hold back. If you're okay with your story being read aloud, we want to do it. <laughs> Correct. And when this episode goes live on Patreon, we're going to probably be chatting a little more there about those things. So um, our patrons yes. can vote on what they want to do. And should we send ourselves into the fray to test these things out? <laughs> Yeah, and we're we're gonna start utilizing the Patreon more. Also, um, like I'm, I'm going to be posting our main feed episodes over there so that we can utilize the uh, like comment section for discussions, so that you know you guys can actually like give your thoughts there as well. Um, and they also have features with like polls and stuff like that to kind of get input on what we're going to talk about next. So if you want to be a part of that decision-making process and that discussion, um, the Patreon is there. If you've been thinking about signing up, this is a good chance to, it's fun over there. We encourage it. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So I'm going to tell you a name, a thing, a proper noun, and you're going to give me a 30 second non-edited, non-filtered hot take. Sound good? Okay. Or not okay. hot take. It can be lukewarm, but just thoughts. Just, just whatever comes dump. to mind. Yeah, like artist way. Just just dump it. Journal. Okay. Ready? Three. I'm ready. Two. One. Chloe Ting. YouTuber. Uh, weightlifting, bodybuilding style plans was really popular for a few years. I've seen lots of videos and Reddit posts and headlines basically saying Chloe Ting gave me an eating disorder, but I don't really know much more about it. And I would love 10 seconds left. to dig in. Brilliant. That's all. That's you all only I know. used 22 seconds. That was beautiful. I will say the, the second half of this question was uh, geared towards what we think about the men, this sort of shared mentality around working out during COVID. And I would say at least for me, that is something that mm. I don't feel I was totally privy to because that was the beginning of my business. So I think I was in my own world so much that like, I didn't get swept up in any of that. I didn't really know what's going on, but that might be a fun thing to deep dive into. And especially to, um, kind of do like a look back, like hindsight. Yeah. Harvest some group think uh, now that we're, uh, a few years in and have maybe, filtered out those thoughts a little more maybe we do a chloe yeah. ting workout and report back yeah yeah that would be interesting all right number two okay. you ready mm-hmm taryn toomey's the class oh my god okay i first heard about the class 
um, I think in like 2018, like a while ago from a podcast I, that doesn't exist anymore that I used to listen to called, I think it was called That's So Retrograde. And it was a very like woo-woo wellnessy, like these two LA chicks just talking about like crystals and horoscopes and then also sometimes like like fitness and wellness stuff and it sounds like a cult um and I would love to learn more about it (laughs) brilliant brilliant well done uh yeah the only thing I really have seen about it is those tiktok ads with Naomi Watts and yeah uh, it just looks very LA it looks very LA I know they have a location in New York and I'm like do I dare do you dare let us know do we dare? Not me. I won't be there. <laughs> but you can go. I can wear a wire. <laughs> I don't think I'd handle that well. Choking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. But yeah, the the class seems interesting. I think it would be it would be a fun thing to dig into because it is another similar like Tracy Anderson. It's another one of those like like celebrities really like it and Mm -hmm. so whenever celebrities are really into something that's fitness or wellness related you know it's going to be a little kooky so true (laughs) I don't think I'm ready for people to get mad at us again the way they did about Tracy Anderson oh I'm ready I don't care (laughs) (laughs) all right third one you ready Mm -hmm. three two one body boss I've literally never heard of it. I don't know what that is. <laughs> no, Carolyn. Me too. Sorry. I was counting on you. I was rooting for you. Okay, well, I guess oh, we're going to no. have to... Uh, we were all rooting for you. Yeah, we shouldn't have saved this for a Q&A. We should have just done our research in peace. No, I'm well, interested to... Get fit with the body boss method. Transform you your body in 12 weeks. Oh, are we still there? Um, okay. Transform your body in 12 weeks with the step-by-step body boss fitness program designed to accelerate fat loss and unlock your body potential. Sounds like it won't do that. Um, that is, <laughs> that is my take. <laughs> um, is it just like, it looks like resistance bands. Am I making that up? Yeah. It, which no, like, I think that's love what a resistance is. band. Hmm. Well, is this... Does a part of Beachbody? That's my question. I feel like everything's a part of Beachbody deep down. I so know. I, that's what we that's what we uncovered. We were like, everything is a part of this <laughs> this milieu. It's all Beachbody. So we'll um, look into it and we'll get back to you. But if you have any, um, if you are a first person source, a primary source about what the heck Body Boss is. Um, or what it's really like. We can see what it yeah, is. Any any body boss trainers in Ooh. in our listenership? Ooh-hoo-hoo. Let us know. Would love to know. Yeah. Okay. We have one more point of business, Carolyn. Okay. You need to explain to me what girl dinner is. Okay. And is this it is something I question. need to be afraid of? No. So girl We've dinner is so many questions about the fucking <laughs> mustard and the cottage cheese and the girl dinner. And I'm so afraid. <laughs> okay. So these are two different things. Do you want me to talk about girl dinner or mustard girl first? I, it feels like it's all happening at once. So I need you to untangle this web for me. Okay. Let's start with, let's start with the mustard lady. Okay. So there is this woman on TikTok who posts, 
like weight loss content. Um, she's not like a trainer or coach or anything. It's just like her chronicling her own weight loss journey. And, um, a few, like I like scrolled through her TikTok feed. Um, and at the, it looked like it was at the beginning of the year. She started posting more content that was just like showing what she's eating for lunch, showing what she's eating for breakfast and kind of like a, like an ASMR mukbang style thing where she would be like a carrot crunch, like a cucumber crunch. And, Mm. um, and those videos started to pick up some steam. And so of course she's posting them more and more, but she eats like the same thing every single day. So it's a lot of like the same video over and over again, going viral. And it's like a, a, a weird meal that she's eating. It's usually like one, very large chicken sausage and then a bunch of raw vegetables. Um, even ones that you wouldn't normally eat raw, like okra and Brussels sprouts. And she is dipping all of these things in either mustard cottage cheese or like both of them at the same time. And so she, I think the whole thing is that she's on a very, very restrictive diet plan as a part of her treatment for Lyme disease currently. And that's why she's like only eating chicken sausage and certain vegetables because she she's I think I saw a video that says she like can't eat nightshades. She can't eat like all these other things and like a lot of condiments contain ingredients that like whatever doctor put her on this plan like okay. told her she can't have. So that's why like mustard and cottage cheese like are the condiments because they're like two of the foods on this very short list of things that she is allowed to eat for her Lyme disease treatment, which I don't know. Lyme disease is a weird thing in the like more like holistic wellness space that can get a little woo woo. It can get a little like some people think it's a conspiracy theory. Regular Lyme disease, you just treat with antibiotics, but like chronic Lyme disease, there's a lot of like contentious conversation in like the health world. We're not going to get into it. I don't, I don't know what's real and what's not, but so that's why she's eating these meals. But she's not explaining that in every video. And her name is literally just like, I think Tiffany, like Tiffany, whatever her name is, weight loss. And so the way that it's being presented is like eating this every day is what caused me to lose all this weight. And a lot of people are commenting on it like, like, oh, can't wait to try this. Like put in my Instacart order. Like, Got it. So Um, people are taking somebody else's prescriptive diet plan for a chronic condition that they're managing and they're going, oh, this is a panacea for. Yeah. And so it's like going viral for like a few different reasons. The main one that people are talking about is the mustard and cottage cheese. Like, oh, is this a yummy thing to dip stuff into? Is this a weight loss hack? Like, it's all just very muddled and confusing, but she's eating it on a do- on the doctor's orders. Um, she's also introducing people to heart of palm, which is like okay. a food that you can get like in a can. And sure. she's like, it's delicious. It kind of tastes like an artichoke heart. And so that's the other thing people are commenting a lot is like, I tried heart of palm for the first time and it's so good. I'm like, okay, cool. People are finding a new snack that they like. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like bad bad but it's just a lot of her videos are going very viral and they have this very distinct look and people are like why are you dipping these giant raw vegetables in 
cottage cheese and mustard while you're sitting in your car? And why are you doing it every day and posting it every single day? And mm. like, don't get me wrong. I love mustard. We talked about it at the, at the top of the show. We are both mustard girls. Correct. Um, I love a, a chicken. I love a sausage and mustard. That is a classic combination. But um, I've been seeing like our like dietitian mutuals and stuff post like, hey, like, you don't need to eat like this. Um, and if you have like IBS, all these raw vegetables might actually irritate your system a little bit. Um, and this is not like a weight loss hack, which it's not. <laughs> so that's what the mustard, the mustard lady thing is. And she is like riding the virality. Like I, I um, she's been a content creator for a while and has had some fairly successful videos over the last like year and a half or so. But like, this is what has really like, yeah, skyrocketed her into virality and getting her a lot of views. So of course she's posting the same thing every day because it keeps going viral. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I'm sort of mystified, but also not. This is the kind of thing that's like really a nothing burger. And yeah, like it's, she's eating a, a crudite platter for lunch. That's fine. Do what you want. I also think and like, like there are not some be... people who are commenting like I used to eat this way when I had an eating disorder and like, OK, yeah. The thing about mustard as a condiment is like it has been trendy in the past in diet culture as like a zero calorie thing to like dip your veggies into. Like I think it was a big Weight Watchers um. thing where like mustard is zero points and like celery sticks are zero points. So I can eat as much celery and mustard as I want. So some people have some like they're having some uh like Weight Watchers diet flashbacks. It's almost like it's almost like dog whistle content which i mean i i can't even i haven't watched a single of her videos so i don't think she's probably doing that intentionally but the internet will ruin anything yes i don't think she necessarily intended for this to like become something that's called a weight loss trend even though she is like doing a weight loss journey like she started eating this way because of a medical diagnosis yeah that was unrelated to her weight loss journey as far as I can tell, uh -huh. but it's just all, it's all gotten very messy and confusing. And like you said, like mustard is a little bit of a diet culture dog whistle for some people, um, who have that trauma. <laughs> and I know that, um, if there's one thing for sure that I know about the internet, it's that we like to watch the same thing over and over and over again. Think about like Emily Mariko making the salmon bowl. Her salmon bowl. People find yep. that very comforting. And this is every single day this woman's eating this. The other thing that I will say, and not to not to be gross, not to take this in this direction, not to make this podcast, not safe for work, but she's biting into the sausage first thing. Like the thumbnail of each of these videos is the sausage half in her mouth. And oh, yeah. That's eye catching. We can just say she's trying to be viral more than anything, and yeah. like, which good for I her. Can't knock the hustle. Like, whatever. That's what TikTok is. It's for people to like do random shit, and then it goes viral, and they make can they can maybe get like a brand deal out of it. Like, I hope she gets sponsored by a mustard company or a sausage company. Good for her. Oh, um, I, get I don't think she's by a truly company. Yum. Right? <laughs> Okay, let's manifest that too. If there's any mustard companies that want to sponsor Fit Literate, that <laughs> we'll, we'll take you on. Wait, so is this girl lunch? What's girl dinner? Girl dinner, separate trend. These things are not related to each other. That's They're just both on TikTok. Wild, okay. So a few weeks ago, 
Um, there was a young woman on TikTok who posted a video that was like, Hey guys, like, just want to show you what I'm having for dinner. I call this girl dinner. That's what she says. And then shows what she's having. And it's just like a random hodgepodge of like various snacks that when they all kind of coalesce together, they add up to approximately a meal. Okay. And so, and, and then the way that the trend worked is that then someone took that post and stitched it and they used that feature where like it makes it like the voiceover, not voiceover, but like it reads out the words on your screen, like the text to speech, but in like the singing, the singing voice though. And so I'm, it, it's like a little bit of the original clip. That's like, I call this girl dinner. And then someone stitched it with their version of girl dinner. And then the singing voice going girl dinner (laughs) with like the, like TikTok (sighs) voice singing. And then that went viral Mm. and a bunch of people started using that sound to show their girl dinner. Personally, I really love this trend. I think it's very cute and silly for the most part. The idea behind girl dinner is basically like your boyfriend or your husband or whatever is not home. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to try to, you're not trying to impress anyone cooking a full meal. So you're going to be a little scavenger. You're going to be like a little raccoon digging through your cupboard and eating some microwave popcorn and a couple of carrot sticks and a little bit of a rotisserie chicken and just... This is scavenging and scrounging around. I call this hamster meal, and it's usually like toast and half a bag of something frozen from Trader Joe's and a couple pickles. That's okay. This makes sense to me. So it's like adult lunchables. It's it's the same charcuterie board thing. People are comparing it it to adult lunchables. People are also comparing it to like depression meals, where it's like, Mm, yeah, I ate a whole bag of Doritos and a sleeve of Starburst for dinner. Like that's another offshoot of what girl dinner can be. With the underlying thing being, I'm not fucking cooking for my myself tonight what what can I eat that that resembles food and the criticism of this is that some of the videos definitely resemble a little bit of like pro eating disorder content where it's like my girl dinner is a piece of lettuce and an ice cube and it's like (laughs) some of the people who are participating in the trend they're definitely doing it from the headspace of like look how little I ate Um, But the heart of the trend is like, is not that. The other kind of bastardized version that I don't really love is all of the cheese plate influencers being like, I eat girl dinner every night. And it's like, no, you're making a beautiful cheese board. That costs like $300. (laughs) Yeah. If you're eating the components of your cheese board straight Mm. out of the packages and not arranging it. That would be girl dinner. Um, but it, but in the end, it's okay. just a stupid TikTok trend. It feels like a fine line. I also think this opens up some dialogue around what boy dinner would be, which I think is just going to Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there definitely <laughs> have been some posts of people doing their boy dinner. A lot of them is just like an entire frozen pizza or something like that. Okay. And it's like, yeah, okay. that sounds about right. Where it's just like a single food item in a quantity big enough to feel full. Is is boy dinner? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's honestly that's what some of the girl dinner posts are also. Yeah, this is not a conversation I'm interested in having at length, but just a little niblet to chew on. Thinking about mm-hmm. how this coincides with like the way we talked about the tinned fish trend and sort of like oh, cosplaying yeah. 
poverty in a weird way, like going into the uh-huh. the looming recession that's been looming for three years now. Like how I'm like, okay, so now instead of fancy you know, beans and tinned fish, hundred dollar yeah. <laughs> cheese plates and butterboards, everyone's doing like the snack plate that I would make for myself coming home from summer camp in the fourth grade being like, here are the things that are within arm's reach, you know? Yes. Yes. But, um, I, yeah, I think you're, I think you're totally right that it's all, it's all connected. It's all connected. It goes all the way to the top. It goes all the way to the top. Girl dinner. Girl dinner. Now I want a girl dinner. I know. Right. And I do girl dinner for lunch a lot. Um, smart, but we started this episode talking about food. Do we want to end talking about food and talk about like what, not what our ultimate girl dinner would be. Cause that's not what it's about. It's not something that you like dream of Yeah. thinking about what is currently in your kitchen right now. Okay. What would today's girl dinner be? Okay. If you, you are not cooking, you are scrounging and scavenging. Okay. Do you want me to go first? If you want to, okay. if, you, if you have it in mind, because I've been talking a lot. <laughs> I, I'm really going to have to rely on some, uh, some powers of recollection here. It would be a piece of cinnamon raisin swirl toast with mm-hmm. butter and also fig butter on it. It would be two soup dumplings from Trader Joe's, pork and ginger variety. Mm-hmm. It would be one fresh dill pickle half. And also three or four gherkins. Mm-hmm. It would be pita chip, the like garlic naan pita chips from Trader Joe's and roasted garlic hummus from Trader Joe's and a handful of cherries. And then probably like two, like two or three or four like turkey roll ups for some mm-hmm. like oomph. Mm-hmm. Like it, there's got to be some deli meats in there. Yeah, deli, deli meats are often my a staple of girl dinner. Okay. And maybe like a, a sorted nut mix. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So I feel like I could go one of two ways. Okay. One that does require a little bit of preparation, but mm-hmm. not much. And I would qualify this as girl dinner because I have tried to make this as dinner for me and Eben and he was not having it. So I only make this for myself when I'm not feeding him as well. Oh my God. Can I sidebar real quick and say that (laughs) one of the first times I like cooked a meal for Grady, he said like, you microwave a lot of stuff and he meant it in a nice (gasps) way, but I did not take it in a nice way. Because I was like frozen Trader Joe's groceries because I'm 23 and I'm shopping for one person. Um, So you microwave a lot of stuff. I feel like is a component of girl dinner (laughs) yes microwave things like I saw one that was just like craft mac and cheese with like cut Mm -hmm. up chicken nuggets on top so a lot of like what would you feed a toddler I'm gonna feed that to myself or like an easy bake oven level of cooking (laughs) yes so on the one hand I could go just a whole box of Trader Joe's samosas oh okay (laughs) Just as the meal, which again, that is something that I literally eat for dinner semi-regularly or lunch. Mm-hmm. I actually might eat that right after we're done recording. Sounds great. Um, or if not one whole box of one variety, because you know they have the potato ones and the chicken tikka ones, I would do half a box from one and half a box from the other and then eat it with a little bit of like plain yogurt as like a dipping sauce. You said samosas, didn't you? 
Yeah, what did you think I said? Riverside glitched a little bit, and I thought you said Samoas, like the Girl Scout cookies. And then, (laughs) so you said like potato ones or something, and I was like, what is that? Not the Caramel Delights. (laughs) Samosas. No, Samosas. Samosas. I feel like dumplings should be a feature of any girl dinner. Is that? Yeah. Am I estimating that correctly? And so it would either go that way, or it would, yeah, be more of just like, random snacks and leftovers so like handful of walnuts piece Mm -hmm. of bread with butter and a little bit of flaky salt Mm. um Mm. I think I have a leftover turkey burger that I would uh, no bun I don't have time for that I'm just gonna melt a piece of cheese on top of it and dip it in ketchup Uh microwave to warm it up of course um and then yeah probably a couple of pickles on the side and maybe some olives if I have them Ooh. I feel like my, okay, my go-to like late night meal, if I'm not going to get a chopped cheese, late mm. night meal, wink, wink, you know? Yeah. Um, wink, wink. <laughs> is box of Annie's mac and cheese, half a bag of Trader Joe's frozen edamame in the shell. So I have an activity and pickles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feels yeah. girl dinner. Is that, that feels am I doing dinner. it right? No, Absolutely. Absolutely. There's okay. not a lot of okay. rules to girl dinner, but it's well, more about I the vibe. Well, I find rules very comforting, Carolyn, so I need you to affirm me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, the perfect girl dinner. Followed the rules exactly. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like we need to wrap up. I'm sure we both have stuff we got to do. This went a little longer than we expected, but we kept it pretty tight. Got to go this make a girl dinner. Bad. No. Gotta go make a, a, a girl snappy dinner. One. Yeah. As long as it's not two and a half hours, I think people will be like, wow, quick episodes. <laughs> I know. I didn't have to refill my drink and I don't have a headache right now. Yeah, so we didn't I have to we take did. a bathroom break for the first time. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Check out the Patreon. Head over there so that you can vote or just con- like in polls or comment about what you want our next episodes to be about and also um, especially if it's any of the topics that we brought up today as possibilities and also let us know what's in your girl dinner and also being a girly is a state of mind so all yes all dinner is welcome girl dinner is gender inclusive yes. absolutely <laughs> um Thanks yeah, for being here. So thanks Patreon, Instagram, thanks for being here. We love you so much. If you haven't listened to the Britney Dawn episode yet, definitely go do it. It was very good and very interesting, and we're very proud of ourselves. This was a real and girl dinner of an episode, and that one was it, a three-course really meal. Was. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right. That's <laughs> now all, I'm folks. obsessed with girl dinner, and I'm like three weeks late to this. Damn. (laughs) Look up the, there's a couple of sounds that are viral because someone did sort of a remix of it and it's even funnier. Um, Highly recommend you check it out. But anyway. I love the internet. We're going to go now. We love you. Bye. Bye.